At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The numbers told the story, they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Wednesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Live from Bar Canada at the D here downtown. Next stop, Canada itself, Kelly. I'm told. It's Gil Alexander. <laughs> it's Kelly Bidlin in the hizzy. How you doing? You good? Man, I'm doing good. We're all about Canada today, okay? We're uh, at Bar Canada. We're rooting on Canada in the FIBA World Cup. Beautiful 17-point lead right over, right now over Luka Doncic. <laughs> What's your, what is your bet here? Again? Oh, I just got my future ticket. On Canada. Yeah, on Canada. Oh, you Plus didn't go Canada then. Yeah. You didn't go USA? No. Okay. All right. This man's rooting for Canada. That's right. Here at Bar Canada. Uh, on the show today, uh, a power-packed Wednesday with lots of guests. Will Hill will join us. Megapod star. And the Bear Pod star, Will Hill from Fox Sports, he'll join us to talk about his baseball plays today, his college football plays, his pro football plays for week number one. Zach Cohen on the U.S. Open quarterfinals continuing today. Mike Pritchard on the NFL. Frank Schwab, who uh, when you put him on the uh, rundown, I was like, didn't we have Schwab on earlier this week? And you're like, we had him on for four seconds, Gil. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so we'll try Frank Schwab. We had Yahoo. some tech issues day one. We yeah. try, we're bringing him back. That's right. Yeah. And Adam Burke. Oh, that's a tough booking right there. Well, uh, hey, whoa, it kind of is. It, it is. It is anyways. Yes. And the man's moving. And he's moving. I, res- I I was like, whoa, you're moving? I got all respect for anybody moving. I would take a whole week off. It's like Dez is pregnant here, and every they ask her to do everything. And I'm like, listen, you've got nothing else going on <laughs> in your life. Take, make this a hey, priority. you're not busy. Make this stuff a priority. <laughs> Come on, Dez. Come on. Let's get our priorities straight. Um... I feel like I should come here every show and just vomit out Spencer Strider stats at the beginning of the show because <laughs> he is pitching tonight. So, again, just a friendly reminder, um, number one in Ks per nine, 13.84. Number one in K percentage, 38.0%. His K minus B, uh, his K minus walk percentage, 30.4% is better than the K percentage of all but three starters in all of baseball. Fourth best ground ball percentage in baseball. Number one in XERA. Number one in FIP. Number one in XFIP. Number three in WAR. Uh, anything else out of that? Spencer Strider and the Braves, minus 300 favorites. Tonight. Plus, he's just an overall great guy. That's what I hear. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's right. And, and that's what vo- voters should take that into account. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was your Spencer Strider moment. This is all from Motor City Mike, who t- tweeted us yesterday, <laughs> accusing us of only having Spencer Strider guests. Updated odds for that. Blake Snell, two, minus 215. Justin Steele, plus 230. Spencer Strider, plus 450. Zach Allen, 22 to 1. So, really, not, mu- no, not much of a change at all from yesterday. Get, get your Spencer Strider tickets. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a DraftKings plus four fifty. That's a DraftKings plus yep. four fifty. And remember, Snell uh, faces the Astros later this week. And uh, yeah, all that Houdini act of having a low ERA and the highest walk percentage in all of baseball, which those two things at the same time haven't been done since nineteen thirteen. Good luck with that against the uh, 
the Astros and your historic, near historic left on base percentage. Uh, yesterday, we did our first Megapod. I'll get to that momentarily. Obviously, the biggest news in football yesterday, the Travis Kelsey news, uh, where it came down. I was doing too many things. I was doing the Megapod after the show yesterday, Kelly, and then I went on Toronto radio. So in, in all of that, doing this, that, and the other thing, uh, I think it was Will who texted and said, hey, did you hear about this Travis Kelsey thing? I'm like, what? what? What's happening? So Travis Kelsey, the uh, all-pro tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, uh, as you know by now, ACL intact, um, but he has inflammation in the knee. Yesterday, uh, with the injury in practice, he'll test it again today to determine his availability for the season opener tomorrow night against the Detroit Lions. Andy Reid has announced Kelsey suffered a hyperextended knee. That's what they're going with from yesterday's practice. And so, obviously, the betting line implication, uh, I, I immediately got thrust on the radio in Toronto there, and they're like, well, what's the impact of this? I was supposed to talk tennis. And I'm like, well... Uh, it's going to come down. This is no no brilliant statement. It's going to come down. It's only going to go one direction until we find out what the actual final status is on Kelsey, which we might not know till just before game time on Thursday, for all we know. And boy, did it come down. It came, it, it's four and a half now, consensus. We're showing five. But really, as I look across the board, I'm seeing more four and a halves everywhere now in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. And right behind us here at the D, which, of course, is a circus shop. It is at four, four in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. This a move from six and a half where it had been residing most of this time um, in this ballgame. Too much of a a move, an overreaction in your opinion? I was, so I saw the news come down yesterday. I I was, you know, working on some show stuff and saw the news come down. And I I took a piece of the lines at six at the time, plus six at the time. I was intrigued at the slow move of the line because there really wasn't, you know, it was really Andy Reid saying after practice, hey, he hyperextended his knee. And it started to trickle down a bit. But, man, it took a while before we really got to four or four and a half. So, um, look, I took a small piece of Lions plus six. I'm not overly confident. I think that, I mean, if Travis Kelsey hits the the field, he plays tomorrow night, and you're able to lay four points with the Chiefs. Oh, well, this is my my point on all this, right? When when we knew that Tyreek Hill was not going to be part of the Chiefs anymore, most of mainstream media, and, and some of us as well, including myself, right? We're like, oh boy, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have Tyreek Hill. Think about how many times Tyreek Hill has bailed out Patrick Mahomes from plays where he just chucks it up and then Tyreek speeds into the football and gets it. And now you could say the same about Travis Kelsey. Oh my God, what a safety valve for, for Patrick Mahomes. And he is, like no one's denying that. But what did we learn from all of that? What we learned is that the Chiefs are just that good. They can make, through the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, it really, yes, does it hurt to not have Tyreek? Sure. Does it hurt to not have Travis Kelsey? Yeah, but does it hurt on a one-game basis where the Chiefs can't figure out a way around that through the the scheming, the, the mastery of the X's and O's from Andy Reid to begin with, and what Patrick Mahomes can do to adjust on a football field? And you're giving me this at four now? That is a wager. That's a bet. A game okay. that I was not going to bet pre-flop ATS. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I, I get it from that standpoint. And, and one of those games where, again, how many times have we said this? Thousands of times on this show. Some bets you have to be willing to lose. That's a bet I'm willing to lose. 
If I'm wrong, great. So you're okay with that, though? You're okay with that with or without Kelsey, whether he goes or, go, or doesn't? Yes, and then there's the off chance. Not a, not, we don't even know if it's an off chance. Maybe it's a coin flip. Maybe it's better than a coin flip. Travis Kelsey doesn't miss football games due to injury. Right. That he could show up and just be like, no, nah, I'm good. And then what? Goes right back to six, six and a half at that point? Before game time, because that will be a quick move. At that I mean, point. It, yeah, it hits six again. I think it hits six again. I don't. Maybe we don't get to six and a half or something like that. But I think we hit six again if that happens. It's it's, uh, you know, I think it was interesting. Austin Gale, we've we've had on the show before. He used to work at Pro Football Focus. He does some stuff for Ringer, the Ringer now. Um, he did a great job yesterday. He was kind of documenting some of the some of the injury, some of the, some of the timelines from hyperextended knees. But there's so much variables with sure. that where it's the bruising it's the amount of inflate uh, inflammation like all that kind of stuff so he did kind of note you know justin fields missed a week uh ezekiel elliott missed almost a month same kind of injury so it varies greatly but then there was also you know multiple guys that came out yesterday and saying hey they played you know the same week after suffering that type of injury so um i i, I have i think we still don't really know how likely it is he's going to go or not i also think you'll if this was week five, wouldn't we all be saying, "Don't even, don't even trot him out there." He's t- Kelsey's too important. Make sure he stays healthy. I feel like there's something about week one though, where they might force it more, just to get like it's Thursday night football, week one of the NFL season. These guys have been practicing all summer. Everybody's jacked up, ready to go. I don't know why, but I feel like there's more of a likelihood he would go in week one than a week four, week five situation. Uh, David Chow, our buddy David mm-hmm. Chow, did you see his initial reaction? He was like, hyperextended knee in practice day. Worst case, three letters starting with, with A. Well, I yeah. think we've ruled that out so yeah, far. Yes, right. they have, yep. Uh, best case, bone bruise. Either way, opening game, doubtful at best, he said. Okay, yeah, yeah. If we buy into what Dr. Chow is saying. Yeah, I mean, I, again, for some of the things I read yesterday, there's so many variables with the bruising, how much bruising, inflammation, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, first Megapod of the year, the Beating the Book podcast Megapod. We have done it for over a decade. Again, before anyone else besides, let's say, Chad Melman at, e- Chad Melman at ESPN was doing sports betting podcasting, uh, we were doing Megapods and guessing lines. And we had a first of the season, the f- our first of the season yesterday here live, recorded at the D. Uh, the staples of the show this year, Todd Wishnev, the uh, star of Showtime's docuseries Action, of course, and uh, Will Hill. From the Bear Bets podcast, Will Hill joined us uh, all year long, the two of them remotely. And our first rotating guest, because that's really the shtick of the show, is we have a rotating pro better each and every week. It was Steve Fezzik. And the conversations with Fez are so awesome. I cannot recommend this episode more highly. Um, we get into discussions about, and I think the video clip that we put out yesterday was one of these. We get into discussions about football strategy and optimal strategy and some of them will sort of make your head explode like what you would do that if you went up three you wouldn't kick the extra point to go up four at the very end of a game like we get into all kinds of things that will sort of challenge your your construct of playing the sport of football and so it's a really fascinating discussion but the same format remains where we have our three best bets I won't share those with you now I'll say go listen to the beating the book podcast megapod week number one with Fez um we, of course, talk about our teaser of the week, our survivor plays, and then every show ends with the final two questions. And the final two questions, uh, which big favorite is the most likely to lose outright, which is also a, a proxy way of saying what survivor play should you be scared about. Fezzik's pick was Minnesota, talking about the big favorites. Fezzik's pick was Minnesota against Tampa Bay of the big four favorites that were over six points. Mine was Minnesota as well against Tampa Bay. 
uh, Wills was Kansas City, and this was before the Travis Kelsey news. He thought Kansas City of the big favorites was the most vulnerable against Detroit tomorrow night. And Todd, who refuses to play by the rules, he picked Jacksonville, less than a six-point favorite on the road against the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is sort of consistent with Drew yesterday. We're like, what game, you know, what game are you worried about? Or like, what game would you stay away from? And he's like, I don't want to play a Colts game all year long. Like, he, he cannot wrap his brain around the Colts as a football yeah, game. Yeah, no, I, I, real quick on that. I get what Drew's saying on that. I, I'm going up against him week one. Week one, I'm going up against him. I'm more worried about that middle of the season. Like, if it, is this just Anthony Richardson turns into Mike Vick and we have no idea what's going on on the football field with the offense, right? Yeah. When you say you're going against him, you're talking about which game? I'm on the Jags in that game. You're on the Jags. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm just saying week one. Oh, I'm you're going against on. his philosophy. Yeah, of, yeah, at least week one. I got you. Okay. So, yeah, Minnesota for me and Fez, Kansas City for Will, Jacksonville for the team most likely, the big favorite most likely to lose outright. We'll talk about uh, which game none of us wanted a part of and more on the NFL next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The updated NFL betting guide is out now. Throughout the NFL preseason, the VEASAN experts have been reevaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide will have picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VEASAN betting splits, and football contest strategies. If you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks, predictions, and previews, now's the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for as low as $19 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe skill alexander it is kelly bidlin uh, of course we also did mention about the chiefs and the uh, lions tomorrow night did i say chiefs and tigers before no chiefs and lions i don't know maybe now i'm <laughs> in baseball <laughs> mode uh chiefs and lions obviously the absence of chris jones is still in a contract dispute with the uh with the chiefs oh so yeah and hasn't practiced in the scheme of things what's a bigger loss for the chiefs kelsey or jones you can make an argument for both 
they, they I mean, they are both incredibly important. I, I'm not, I'm not going to pull Wishnev. I will answer it. It is Kelsey still. I think for okay. for this team, it is Kelsey. But they are both incredibly important. I mean, Jones at this point, I, I don't think I've seen officially ruled out. But there's no way he's playing. He hasn't practiced. Oh no, he's not playing. He was, yeah, okay. he was placed on the, uh, the old, unable. What is it? Unable to perform. Yeah, it's not unable to perform. But there's a certain list. Um, that he is on. He will not be playing tomorrow night. Okay. Um, what game do you want no part of is another staple question on the Beating the Book Megapod podcast, um, which, again, is available where all podcasts are distributed. Tremendous amount of downloads here in less than 24 hours as well. Always super flattered by that. Um, by the way, for guessing lines on Monday, in case you missed the news yesterday, Chrissy uh, cannot be a part of it this year. Uh, we will do something similar. I will not replace him with another bookmaker. I wouldn't do that ever to Chrissy. I have too much respect for uh, what we've done over 10 years doing it together. But we will maintain sort of the structure of it. Um, a lot of people sending in all kinds of suggestions of, the, of what they want done. But we will maintain the structure of it. We just won't have. Maybe we'll just do an AI Chrissy Andrews. Can we get an AI Chrissy? Can we do that? <laughs> he won't mind that, no, really. No, no, no. <laughs> like, like, uh, no, even better. Hologram Chrissy? <laughs> Hologram Chrissy? <laughs> hey, what do you mean you're not here with us? Uh, he said, he said to me, Chris Andrews says to me, he goes, Gilly, I'll still listen if you do the recaps. So your, I think I have to do the your recaps. Your recap. My recaps. <laughs> my recaps. <laughs> or, or my recaps. <laughs> That's what they are. Yeah. yeah. Man, I was just going to compliment you, too. Yeah. Your recaps are amazing. And yes, we well, will keep we those intact re- somehow. Yeah, well, we say recaps. But there's, there's always the one or two people out there, why are you doing recaps? It's not recaps like you would be like, oh, it's first. It's the parts of the game that have the most betting impact, where the coaches are the stupidest, yes. um, where we can't believe what we're watching anyway, how the, how the game. Situational moments. I yes. think you do a great job of, uh, of picking up on, even with some that I don't, you know, like I'll, I won't even pick up on from the day before. And I'm, uh, you'll bring them up. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was like more. That was a bigger turning point than yeah. I thought of at the yeah. time. We'll still do that. But as far as the Megapod yesterday, so we, we talked about again. Which of the big favorite most likely to lose outright? Minnesota, Minnesota, for me and Fez. Kansas City for Will. Todd wouldn't play by the rules. He went Jacksonville on the road against the Colts. Which game do you want no part of? Fezzik's answer was different than every other answer that we'll ever get on this question all year, which is most of us, our minds immediately go to, well, we're just not certain about this matchup or this team and that team particularly. Here's the spread. This is about sides. Um, so we stay away from it, which will be the answer for the, other, for the rest of us. Fezzik said, for him, it's just a... It's a numbers thing where it's like, okay, if he has a, you know, a game that's lined at one and a half, let's say, well, he thinks immediately, well, I'll tease those. If he has a game that's close to a three or a seven, he thinks, I got to get the best of it. I got to get the, the right number there. So for him, it's just a question to be answered about what game can he do the least with manipulate, manipulation-wise in terms of the spread. So he, he had the no-man's-land games. He picked the Rams at Seattle and Jacksonville at Indianapolis because of those numbers which lie in between three and seven. Makes sense. That's his way of from, answering From a Fezzik standpoint. From a Fezzik standpoint. Of course, I'm involved sense. with both of those. But of course yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah. No, I know you are. But, you know, there is the, di- there is the difference there because it's Steve Fezzik and yeah. then it's, uh, it's Kelly Bidlin with the Square Bears and the rest of them. So, yeah, yeah, I'm on the Seahawks and I'm on the Jacks, yeah. Todd said Rams at Seattle is the game he wants no part of this week, week number one in the National Football League. Uh, doesn't know what he's getting with that game. Will said, and this is all based on the number, remember, Baltimore is the biggest spread on the board. They're a 10-point spread. That's the game he chose that he wanted no part of. Houston at Baltimore. And uh, I could have picked Miami and the Chargers, Cincinnati at Cleveland. Don't know if I love either of those two games. I ended up with Green Bay at Chicago because that's the game 
where no outcome would surprise me. Green Bay in a close game, Chicago in a close game, Green Bay in a blowout, Chicago in a blowout, nothing would surprise me. Do we have a Kelly Square Bears? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, this is uh, A, all season long, join Kelly and the Square Bears for your fantastic NFL bets, just like all the favorites I'm laying this week. Is this a segment we're doing, or is this a... Uh, no, this is just a little graphic Michelle made for oh, us. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah, very yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah, right? oh, yeah, Look yeah. at you. Kelly and the Square Bears. Oh, you're as adorable as the other bears. <laughs> the other question that got down, are we doing, if we're not doing the standard NFL guessing lines with Chrissy, are we still doing college football guessing lines with Kelly? Because... The humor of that is that it's juxtaposed against the real guessing lines. Yeah. That, that honestly, I feel like that's a tougher one. To that's a tougher out. one for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is. That was always a. It was always a nod to what you guys did with regular guessing lines. So, I don't know, man. We got a lot to figure out. We got a lot. Oh, we got a lot. To we got a lot out. to figure out. Lots yeah, to, figure a lot out. to figure it's out. It's kind of just throw. It's kind of foisted upon us. I mean, the Mondays are more, you know, the Mondays in your NFL re-craps are more important because uh, they are more helpful for people out there. Yeah, usually it, our first instinct is the best one. Me guessing college football lines is, is not so much. Just hopefully, hopefully funny and entertaining for you out there. But yeah, I just looked at the board a little while ago. Wild college, fo college football lines this week I was surprised by already. <laughs> You're already cheating. <laughs> uh, I do have a tennis play today. We talked about, uh, we're going to talk to Zach Cohen later about the U.S. Open. Um, I am on Marketa Vondrasova today as an underdog against Maddie Keys, the American Madison Keys, who got to the finals of this tournament some years ago. Uh, I want to say 2018 against Sloan Stevens. She lost that final. But Vondrasova uh, mentioned on the Beating the Book podcast, the U.S. Open preview. Uh, besides Iga Sviatek, best raw hardcore numbers, Vondrasova and Coco. Um, I said yesterday, I fully expected, or the day before, I fully expected when Sviatek was bounced from this tournament that the finals will be Coco versus Vondrasova. I stick by that. I got Vondrasova as a underdog today at plus 116. Again, all these available at vcin.com slash picks. Though she did have to remove herself from her doubles match, um, which she was doing with Barbara Strykova, which is going to be Barbara Strykova's last career tournament. So she was sobbing because she knows she was ruining her last Barbara Strykova's last tournament. Oh, so Vondrasova's shoulder might be an issue and I'm betting that it's not in the end. Was that yesterday or the day before? It was the day before. Yeah, okay, no, was it? Yeah, the day before. Yesterday yeah. was, in case you missed it, Ben Shelton beat Francis Tiafo in a Battle of Americans. Ben Shelton, 20-year-old Ben Shelton, who was just playing college tennis at Florida. That's incredible is now in a U.S. Open semifinal. He was in the Australian Open quarters, I believe it was. Uh, to get to the quarters or to get to the round of 16? I can't remember now. But now he's in the semifinals, the first semifinals of his career. And his, uh, how can I put this? His, uh, it's not histrionics. It's his celebration of his great moments, his uh, stumping to the crowd. A lot of people don't really enjoy it. Really? A lot of people are not fans. Oh, he's a Florida Gator. What he's can a 20-year-old kid. Expect? Come Let on. do what he's doing. Well, oh, it. that was I'm, – I'm mad I missed that one. I, I almost put in a flyer on Tiafo too, because I just – I love him. I love his game. Oh, love Tiafo. Let's, uh, let's go to the back to the NFL here for, for odds that you've uh, put together here for divisions. Was it divisions or was it just conference and Super Bowl? And Shelton made it to the quarters. To the yes, quarters of the Australian Open, yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, an interesting market. I, I thought up at DraftKings, just, you know, a billion different ways to bet the NFL, um, right? But there is the uh, divisions to make the Super Bowl. Okay, that's what you want to do. So, so yeah, I thought there was uh, some interesting ones in in there. Uh, obviously, this is, you know, not, not something a lot of people are going to gravitate towards betting, but kind of like we talked about with Exactas, 
I, you know, I think there's a lot of th- – I'm really heavy on the Eagles and the Cowboys this year. So, I think if there's any different ways to play, however you can project those teams that you're high on moving forward, look for opportunities. And I think this is another one where, okay, yes, the NFC East is the short shot in the first three of these um, that we have. So, and- AFC West versus NFC East is a short shot at plus 450. Yep. AFC East versus NFC East, 5-1, to one, and AFC North versus NFC East. Plus 550. So NFC East in all three of those. Yeah, but even, you know, you could take two of them. You know, if you're as high on if you're as high on the Eagles and the Cowboys as, as I am, okay, maybe you could take the AFC West if you love the Chiefs or the AFC East. I'd probably actually mix in the AFC North because I think there's a couple teams there that could make a run. Um, so, yeah, just another market at DraftKings thinks worth pointing out where there's a million different ways to get down the NFL and bet teams, teams or situations different ways. Make sure you're always shopping around. Yeah. Would you? I mean, it just notes, you know, bears noting NFC East is where the short shots exist, followed by a cluster of NFC West matchups. Yep. With the theory being, I guess, San Francisco and Seattle is a double whammy that could get out and get all the way to the uh, to the Super Bowl in a in a weakened NFC, followed by the NFC North. Um, yes, it's a terrible division, but you get it. There's fewer teams that um, can get there from the NFC, and so there's less competition. So one team could catch fire in, in the uh, postseason. It's not a market I would I would rather do the exactas for, you know, way more bang for your Me buck. Too. Me too. Way more bang. Yeah. The short shot being like a sixty to one, yeah. right? Between the Eagles and the Chiefs, I believe it was. Um, anyway, just a reminder that there's so many ways to bet this here. Tomorrow, we do this in earnest. The NFL season twenty twenty three kicks off. We'll talk to Will Hill about it on the other side. Baseball, college football, all his picks next. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G-Bank Visa Signature Card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G-Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps. You'll earn a 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G-Bank Visa, card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere. Works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to g.bank. Slash VSIN. We get tweets at beating the book. Scott and Mad Marine 77. Hey, Gil, I don't always watch tennis, but have been more than uh, not uh, these days. Just curious, is this Shelton guy always so arrogant? Is it because it's the U.S. Open and it's rowdy, or am I completely reading him wrong? Thank you. Greg Bernier says, I agree. His arrogance and hamming it up for the crowd is painful to watch. Oh, he's 20. I, I, I'm with you. I get it. Was the crowd chanting SEC, SEC? They were not. Oh, yeah, they were not doing that. Um, let's see, Loch Ness on the podcast, on the on the Beating Book Megapod, a lot of response on the Megapod, a lot of response on, on guessing lines. Uh, Loch Ness at Captain Lo- uh, Capital Loch Ness. Some real interesting talk about analytics. This episode will make you think about football in a different way. Fezzik had some great knowledge. Now football can begin. Uh, this is from, by the way, have you noticed ever since Elon took over, the amount of bots has just, like, ramped up massively? What are you talking about, Gil? I've j- all I've noticed is ramping up is a lot of attractive women <laughs> liking my tweets, okay? <laughs> that's all I've noticed. It's all legit. I mean, what, what, that's, like, that's how we're growing as a show, right? <laughs> like, that's how you grow. Come Here's, on. All this time I thought they were bots. Wow, yeah, they you really, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come really on, man. Those you. are real women. I think those girls are into you, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Bo Bimbo, he says, this is a bigger breakup than Jen and Brad. Can't we all just get along? I mean, there's so many of those uh, guessing lines ones. I'm not going to 
uh, uh, I appreciate every single one of them, even if I don't read them. Jason, uh, let's see, this is from uh, Doug Wedge. I grabbed Strider this morning at plus 550, a good start tonight, and we are in business. Yes, huge start for Strider tonight. Let's go. Jesse Welch. Uh, all right, boys, how many yes-men do we have lined up for today? Ha-ha, he says. That's from, Motor <laughs> That's from the Motor City Mike tweet yesterday about accusing us of having just yes-men uh, picking Strider. Tommy Lorenzo, thank you for the continued Strider Cy Young talk. As like you, I'm holding multiple Strider Cy Young tickets. Can you please add Red Sox first baseman Tristan Casas uh, to the propaganda MLB postseason machine? Thanks in advance. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, Jesse also says, just make sure that uh, Andrew Sports AI fills out a 1099. And Motor City Mike, we should give him love because he was we were giving him a hard time yesterday. He says, hey, Gil, can't you do guessing lines with Chris on your very own pod beating the book? Ah, a great, a great suggestion. I'm afraid the answer is I was told no as well. Okay. Um, so let's talk to Will Hill. He's been patient. He is the star of the Megapod as well as, of course, being a star of the Bear Bets podcast, which is Chris Valika's new pods over at Fox Sports. He joins us now. Will Hill at Not The Will Hill. How you doing, Will? Yo, what's going on? It's, I appreciate the kind words, and you call me the star of the Megapod, but in terms of usage rate, I think you have to give that moniker to, to uh, Todd. Todd's usage rate much higher than mine. Yeah, I just want to give you your, your first show review would be, don't let that dude motorboat over you. That's the only, that's the only note I would give. But it's hard. And I, I went I went back and listened to it. An underrated I didn't realize how funny it was at the moment, but Todd was giving out his picks and he's like, I like under forty seven Giants Cowboys. You know, it was twenty eight twenty last year. Fez is like, what, what you know, that's a strange handicap to say it was twenty eight twenty last year. It's gonna be under forty seven. It's a very strange handicap. The the banter between is, is phenomenal. What are your let's let's do this football, let's do NFL college baseball. Let's try to get it all in. Let's start with what's happening today, which is major league baseball. What did you play today? I actually liked the card a lot today, which is scary. Um, I, I played under first five in Twins Guardians with Gavin Williams going against Ryan. That's under four and a half in the first five. I also played the Jays, I think minus 175 or so. Anything under $2, Jays versus A's. I mean, it, it wasn't easy last night, but a team like the Jays playing to get in the playoffs with their talent level just has to take care of business against the A's. So that's, you always say, hey, you got, you got to make bets you're willing to lose. That's a bet I'm willing to lose. So I laid it with the Jays. Uh, I also played Philly on the money line, I think minus 115 or so with Wheeler going against the Padres and over nine and a half Rockies, Diamondbacks, uh, Davies I'm not a fan of. That was a terrible loss for Arizona last yes, night. They could was. not get anything going offensively. Just a, a brutal loss. But these are two over teams, uh, two pitchers I, I don't really like too much. So to me, this has all the makings of a high scoring game. So I don't play a lot of overs, but this is one that looks like an over to me. So over nine and a half. So those four. Okay. Terrible loss by the Diamondbacks yesterday. I said it's the worst Giants loss of the season only because they actually had offense yesterday, had two leads, two different leads and multiple runs and still couldn't get it done against the Cubs. The uh, Giants have lost five in a row now on the outside looking in in the NL wildcard, which is still hotly contested number three position that is between the Reds, the Marlins, the Diamondbacks and the Giants right now, the Reds on the inside, but so much more baseball, obviously, to be I, played. I thought the Marlins were dead a couple weeks ago, too. I'm surprised they have this second life in them. They've won, I think, now five in a row. They beat the Dodgers last night. I've got some, uh, some minus 220 on them to miss that I am starting to sweat out. I thought uh -oh. they were dead and buried. Well, their, their schedule's by far the hardest of those four down the stretch, if that matters. So give you some solace we on that. 
We talked about this last week. These NL wildcard teams, it's amazing. They all go through these stretches where they can't lose for a week and a half or two weeks. They can't win for a week. I mean, they're all just so streaky. The Reds have had these streaks, multiple streaks too. Giants have had them. Diamondbacks have had them. It's just, it's the strangest race. And I know, you know, once football gets started, it, it gets buried. It's, you know, a little blur, but uh, these are some great races, fun races. Oh, uh, this, I love this. Still, t- uh, you know, when everyone asks, what's your favorite time of the sports year, the sports betting Best. year? It's still this, September and October, when, you know, you have the, the crack of, of football on the weekend. And then what's the old, the Deion Sanders? Baseball's my brain. Football's my brain right. on crack. The old uh, sort of nod to the old uh, anti-drug commercial campaign of the 80s. Um, that's how I feel about it. Baseball's so great during the week down the street. Let me get one more baseball that I, I forgot to mention. It's yes. not a game today, but, you know, me, you, and Felique are all in a group text. I forget who kind of thought of this first. We've all been on to this idea, for, you know, for a while now that the Rangers could miss the playoffs. It was obviously at much better prices a couple weeks ago, but you can still get them at plus 140 to miss. If you look at their schedule, they are just in a complete free-for-all, uh, a free-fall here. Um, I, I just think, look, two things. I would bet Rangers to miss the playoffs at plus 140. I think if you played at Rangers to miss at plus 140 and Seattle to miss it like two to one, one of those is probably going to miss because they play each other seven times. One is going to knock the other out. I think Toronto will get in. Uh, and I, I know it's expensive now, but Houston minus 190 to win the West. I don't see how they don't win it. They have a 10-game stretch coming up where they play nothing but the Royals and the A's. The other two teams have tough schedules. Feels like Houston here has got some, uh, you know, is going to pull away with this. Yeah, I think that's great advice. We've been we've been saying Houston's going to win the division here on this show for forever. It seems like here during the season, and I brought it up on the show yesterday. The Rangers were plus one sixty five to miss yesterday, plus one forty today. That's great advice. Uh, and by the way, Toronto, like if you just watch baseball every night, they're not good at baseball. Like the fact that they'll get in over <laughs> the Rangers, my season win total over on the Rangers, limping limping to the finish line. We'll see if they even make the postseason. Uh, okay, we have 90 seconds for each of these. NFL, week one, go. What'd you bet? Dolphins plus three. There's some three and a half minus 120. I mentioned on the Megapod yesterday. To me, Dolphins in charge, if you just said, hey, pick two teams that are dead even, I would pick these two teams. I don't know how you get to three with that home field advantage for the Chargers, so I like the plus three there. Uh, you know, I, I didn't give it out, but I like your pick of Dallas, if you, especially if you can find a three. I just think the Giants were extremely fortunate last year. They played basically no games that were competitive uh, against good teams. So I think the worm is going to turn on the Giants this year. So I do like Dallas. Um, it, it's interesting tomorrow night. What, what's the saying in baseball? Freeze on a line drive. I, th- this news has made me freeze here because it's two things. The lines are so bad on defense and Andy Reid has extra time to prepare, but now you're putting a, a Mahomes in a position. All right. He lost Tyreek Hill a couple years ago. Now he's got no Kelsey. Um, you know, the Tony's beat up. And I think what's going underrated here, they're missing a lot of guys from last year on defense, whether it's Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Snead is iffy to play. Detroit might march the ball up and down the field. I kind of like Detroit plus the points. I thought they were live anyway. I could see a scenario where they're down 10 with the ball late and they backdoor them, which, you know, they're, they're famous for doing so. I kind of like Detroit plus the points, and I will give out a prop. If you read between the lines or if you read some of these stories, Peter Schrager picked Gibbs Offensive Rookie of the Year, and he said, I'm hesitant to even call him a running back. They're going to use him in the passing game a lot. I think 29.5, 30.5 receiving yards for Jameer Gibbs, the rookie. I would play that over. I think they're going to use him in the passing game a ton. Wow. Okay. Pretty strong words from Schrager. I played uh, that as well. You did? I played that Jameer, play, Gibbs, Jameer prop, Gibbs yep. over passing uh, yep. receiving yards? Yep. Okay. Uh, college football, week number two in college football. What did you play so far? Only NC State plus seven and a half. I just think that's inflated because it's Notre Dame. But seven and a half on the road is a lot. I wasn't shocked that NC State struggled with UConn. UConn's a feisty team. That was a tough spot I mentioned last week for NC State. So 
Uh, I think seven and a half is a lot for NC State. And we haven't learned much about Notre Dame yet, have we? Right. Yeah. No, we haven't. Uh, one thing to go back to the Megapod, I think we found some work for Kelly because Fez and Todd mentioned that down 14, teams go for two after a touchdown 80% of the time. Oh. You and I both said it's like 50%. There's no I still way. Think that might have been high. That's high, Kelly, too. between a break, there's only 272 games a year in the NFL. Yeah, Kelly can, can probably quickly look that up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no problem, Will. No we problem. Should, we <laughs> sent that video clip out yesterday. Fez and Todd, just to let, you know, you, people can watch the video clip. I tweeted it out yesterday at Peter the Book. Fez and Todd are like, yeah, no, 80% of the teams have figured out that when you're down 14 and you score, you go for two after that. And I, I was like, What? 80%? No. What are you talking about? What, what percentage really? did you guys say? Well, we said 50 just to be polite. I, I was going to say, I think, to be polite. I think it's 50 at best. I think it's like no more than 25% at this point. Okay, I think it's higher. to find out once Kelly looks it up during the break. <laughs> we're going to find out for yeah. sure. Kelly, work on that, would you? You know what Brent used to say to his interns? Brent Musburger we used to work, he used to give him research products. He'd be like, that'll, that'll keep him busy for a while. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Appreciate it. All right, appreciate it. Twitch.tv slash Goldboys Network and Bear Bets Podcast. Oh, and Bear Bets Podcast. Zach Cohen on the U.S. Open next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best Thursday of the year is coming up, and it's all about NFL opening night. Football's back in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is hooking new customers up with a can't-miss offer to celebrate. Place your first $5 NFL bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Don't wait till kickoff to get in on all the hype. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VEGAS. New customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just $5. That's code VEGAS only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is your skill alexander we get tweets at beating the book always appreciate the feedback trust the glove great pod great megapod fezzik is great as the grumpy rain man j and j watering hole seeing where you are actually broadcasting from now your biggest concern has to be keeping kelly out of the out of bacon nation on breaks oh we i met i met him right right across the 
casino here upstairs, like, I don't know, a few months ago. So, yes, thanks for the tweet. I've I've never you know I've been to multiple places here I've never been to Bacon Nation oh in the corner right yeah, there yeah oh that, that I think that spot changes all the time yeah I've never yeah. been over there teasers and parlays guessing college lines with Kelly has to continue one of the highlights of football season last year uh, Scott New York Mess sixteen hey Kelly tell us how you really feel about Gill's show hashtag recrap recraps, <laughs> recraps. I, I did lose a lot of money at the craps table last <laughs> weekend so maybe that uh, just sunk into my brain Bobby Geddes I certainly agree the game recaps are very helpful on Mondays but if you play along as I do religiously I think it is equally as helpful to see where my numbers are off and hearing Chrissy's explanations just very helpful all around well that's the point of that show right that's that's always been the point it's not my guesses it's Chrissy's explanation and it's the interactive nature of it where you should be guessing along with, and so that's where the sort of beginning of your handicapping week in the NFL uh, ought to begin, and we'll try again to finesse it. It should be called finessing the lines this year. Oh, maybe not. Uh, Michael Burns, I find myself not listening to you guys and trying to figure out what song is playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Will Hill already texted me this morning. He goes, hey, Gil, could you, could you quiet up a little? I'm trying to figure out what's playing. It's, behind a, you. it's way lower this morning. Yes, yeah. <laughs> If you can guess it today, I'll be impressed. Good friend, Chillionaire. Oh, I like that that uh, Twitter handle. Can you explain the end of the third quarter bet mentioned in the Megapod? Oh, yes. Um, again, on the Megapod, beating the book Megapod, we got into a whole bunch of different subjects. Todd brings up the end of the third quarter bet. So this is not available at every sports book. But first of all, it was brought up in the context of, you know, how can you make some pretty, pr- uh, pretty prudent in-game bets? And one of the things that we talk about all the time is setting yourself up for a two-for-one situation. Now, by the way, we were mocking before the break, you know, do teams get that when, they, when they're down 14 and they score a touchdown that they should go for two? Um, and Fezzik and, and Todd were saying it's 80% of teams, and both Will and I were like, what are you talking about, 80%? The one thing that NFL teams do get now, I think, because yeah. Bill Belichick started this, was as the first half is winding down, Especially if you're getting the ball first in the second half. Oh yes, yeah. You gotta you gotta two for one this as best as you can. So ideally, and obviously, you know, if you're gonna have a free path into the end zone, you're not gonna stop. But ideally, you'd score a touchdown with a, you know less than ten mm-hmm. seconds left, and then you'd get the ball back immediately in the second half. And it's a t- it's the football two for one that we're talking about. It's gr- so it's great to see though NFL coaches finally catch up finally. to ki- the kids playing Madden over like the past twenty years that figured that out forever ago. So yeah. many lessons great. that they could have yeah. learned from Madden. By the way, St- Fezzik makes the point about the Megapod yesterday. He goes, "How many GMs do you think would listen to this and like totally think differently about football?" I'm like, all of them would. Yeah, like, that's how good Fezzik's interaction was with us. Yesterday. No, shout shout out to Aaron Schatz. Right, we, we had John Harbaugh dropping an, a DVOA John reference. Harbaugh the mentioned other day. DVOA yeah. the other day. He sure did. But so, so here's the thing, uh, real quick before we get to Zach, which is, so what I was saying was, oh, those are great bets to make. Then an in-game bet there for you know end of game, like because you know you're going to get the the bump of two possessions. What Todd was saying is, make it an end of third quarter bet, even less of a runway afterwards to worry about. Not every book offers that, but what he was referring to, uh, Chillionaire, was that a lot of a lot, some books do have that. You can make bets that only go to the end of the third quarter. So you have to shop around for those. We don't have that in Vegas anywhere. I haven't seen. We that do one. not yeah, have it in yeah. Vegas. Todd has it where he is. He's in Pennsylvania. So whatever book exists there that that has those bets, that's what that refers to. Zach Cohen joins us. He is a VEASAN contributor, writes a lot about multiple sports, but he's a U.S. Open guy. He's a tennis guy, and he's got U.S. Open thoughts. Zach Cohen joins us right now again with the Twitter handle, 
betting on X, his brand new one. How you doing, Zach? Doing well. How about you? Doing very well. Uh, did you have anything yesterday in tennis at all? Yeah, I made the mistake of tweeting out that I was on a hot streak yesterday, and I immediately oh. followed up with an 0 and 4 day. So Don't do that. I did have the yeah. I was on the wrong side of the Tiafo Shelton match, which you know the most disappointing part about it was that the match didn't live up to the hype at all. You know, I thought Tiafo came out really flat and kind of gave that match to Shelton. So that was probably the worst part about it. Well, I knew I know somebody who was at that match yesterday. That's exactly what he texted me. He goes, "What a disappointing trip I just made to New York City," because that's the match he ended up with. And and not only was Tiafo flat to begin with, but after he lost that third set breaker, he was just completely deflated. It felt like afterwards, and Shelton wins in four. What do you have today? It is the uh, it is the second half of the quarterfinals, if you will. Uh, Keys versus Vondrasova, Sabalenka versus Zhang Xinwen. Love her on the ladies' side. Uh, I have already said my bet today is on Vondrasova. Men's side, uh, it is Alcaraz against Zverev. That's a banger. And then Rublev and Medvedev, which is like a little brother, older brother kind of thing. What are your plays today, sir? Yeah, but unfortunately, on the other side of you, I do have keys in that match against Vondrasova. Uh, I just think that, you know, Vondrasova has, she's, she's been complaining about, you know, the yeah. weight of the ball because they've switched to that men's ball at the open. She said that it's been hurting her elbow, kind of trying to generate power. I don't think that's a problem for keys. I think she has some of the most natural power on the tour. And I also think that she's become, you know, borderline elite returner. She's up at 40% uh, break percentage this year. And I think that's something we saw really manifest itself against Jessica Pagula. So I think she's going to get into a few of Vondrasova's uh, service games. And I don't think that, you know, that's going to happen the other way around. I think the keys, when she's focused, is one of the best servers in the women's game. Definitely an injury concern, as I mentioned, for Vondrasova, who had to pull out of doubles already as a precautionary thing to uh, try to be as full strength in this match as she could possibly be. Anything else today? You know, I kind of thought it was slim picking, so I did something that I don't normally do, and oh, I parlayed Alcaraz. There we I go. I parlayed Alcaraz and Sabalenka, and I got it at minus 170. I believe it's around minus 185 now if you wanted to do the same thing. You know, I don't feel great about it. I don't like giving away parlays, but I do think that both of them are to win their matches. If I were worried, more worried about one of them, it would be Sabalenka. I do think that Alcaraz is going to roll against Zverev. Arena Sabalenka, the new world number one. Uh, tomorrow, this is what I'm really interested in. So obviously on the men's side tomorrow, it's Djokovic and Shelton. Are you doing anything with that? I think I'm going to go Shelton plus 130 to win one set. I just can't shake the fact that I don't think that Djokovic has played great tennis. I thought that Fritz, you know, like Tiafo, came out completely flat against Djokovic. I thought he played key points in that match really poorly. I don't think you're going to get that from Shelton just because there's nothing to lose playing with house money, and I do think that he has such a live arm that, you know, he has such a high floor with the way he serves and the way he pounds that forehand, and I could see the crowd kind of getting to Djokovic there, so I would guess Novak wins that one in four sets. Okay, and then here's here's what I really want to ask about tomorrow, because I already know how I feel about this. Like, to me, again, by hardcore broad data, Coco Golf, besides Iga, and Vondrasova had the best going into this tournament. However... Carolina Mukova tomorrow against Coco Gauff. Now, this is a semifinal that has already been lined at the U.S. Open. Um, she is, Mukova is plus 178. Coco's minus 222. Does Mukova tempt you at all there? I'm not taking it because I do have Coco at uh, plus 1,200 to win the tournament. And I did see the way they played in Cincinnati. I thought that Goff really, really tired Mukova out 
especially in the humidity in Cincinnati. And I do think you're going to get a little bit of that in New York. I think that they're playing at night tomorrow. So it should be hot. It should be humid. And I do think that that's going to get to Mukova a little bit. And I kind of just think that Coco, these slower hard courts are really the best surface for her. Because I know we've talked about, you know, her ability to play on clay. You know, it slows things down for her forehand. You're getting a little bit of both of that with her speed being a factor. And now her power, that forehand has really improved. But her serve and her ability to return has also really improved. So I do think this is kind of the perfect conditions for her. And I do think that she's kind of, you know, playing to the crowd in a way that I'm really impressed with because there's a lot of pressure that comes with being, you know, an American that's expected to win. I think she's handled that brilliantly. She has. She is uh, She is so poised and so super mature for her age. Like, I, I watch her and I'm like, I was so not this poised at that age. Like, I, I can't. And it's also a sign of the times, right? Kids are exposed to much more social media, so they're they're much more worldly than we were necessarily uh, um, at our age equivalent. But um, she's super impressive for all the reasons you state. Uh, I believe Coco is the rightful favorite. I do think it's her to to win this all. On the other hand, as a betting line, I think I probably lean. <laughs> I think I probably lean Makova, which will make people's heads explode because again. When you ask, wait, you, you can't have both of those things. I was like, yeah, but no, betting's different. If I ran the simulation of that at the price that Makova's at, you know, a thousand times, the value to me is on Makova, even though I, I wouldn't give her more than a 50% chance of winning. So that, that usually makes, we talk about that in baseball all the time, how new bettors find that uh, hard to sort of process. Zach Cohen, everybody, betting on X. Appreciate it, man. Good luck with all your bets, except for uh, that bond or so for one today, sir. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.